Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by Amulet Books. Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo is the third installment in the hilarious New York Times best-selling children's book series. It's filled with inventions, science experiments, and baseball-playing robots by former National Ambassador for Young People's Literature, John Sheska, and mad scientist illustrator Brian Biggs. That's Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo, on sale now from Amulet Books. And welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Or, as a listener recently wrote, it's like having a friend on demand. Oh, I love that. We are on-demand friends. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we will talk about the funniest names in our address book. Because we can't remember anyone's names. And we're going to talk about how to get the kids to help out around the house. I definitely need help with this because I am all for free labor. Me too. And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. But first, if you have questions, comments, you want to confess something juicy to us? Oh, yeah. We need that vicarious <laughs> thrill. Yeah. You might want to email that to us. That's spawned at coolmompicks.com. If you have something a little lighter, <laughs> you can tweet us at coolmompicks <laughs> with a hashtag spawn show and visit our Facebook page. PSA tweets are public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this first topic because speaking of tweets, it has I to know. do with your own tweet, Liz. Well, I was, you know, getting ready for the school year Ugh. and looking through my phone book, which now, you know, is on my phone. Well, I was going to say, wait, do you actually keep a written yes, phone book? my address I'm gonna, book on my phone. I'm going to bow And so to I you. tweeted, being a parent means having an address book filled with names like Carol, Ella's mom. <laughs> <laughs> so Ella's mom is the last name. Yeah. And I think it got a lot of traction because everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. Issa's Crazy World on Twitter even said it's become as common as Smith and Jones and helps her distinguish between all the Aidens, Addisons, and Ellas. Do you have more than one Addison in your class? No, we have a lot of Graysons. I think what? we had like four Graysons. Yeah, I said to my daughter, um, you know, Ava's going to be in your class this year. She's like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so my whole address books, no kidding. I have a lot of last names like gymnastics and class mom, <laughs> like That's, Laura class mom. I think it's brilliant. I mean, <laughs> I, I cannot remember anybody's name. And I mean, I'm not yet 40. I feel like I should should still have, like, some of my faculties uh, left. Nope, they go fast. But I don't know. Is it because I'm drinking too much coffee? I'm not getting as much <laughs> sleep? I mean, I was just at hockey, and I met all the moms. And by the way, they all ended with A-C-Y. It was like Tracy and Stacy and Casey. Really? <laughs> I so don't know. you don't have the Aiden, Jade, and Caden, and Hayden thing? <laughs> no, it was the moms with all the <laughs> oh, same. The moms. the moms all had the ACs. Oh, see, I'm lucky. My generation, pretty much one out of every two women you'll meet is named Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it a lot easier. But, you know, we looked at each other. And the one mom was so funny. She's just like, look, I'm going to be honest right now. Like, it's going to take me at least five games for me to remember your name. And I'm like, I am so with well, you. Well, I think part of the issue is that I'm spending so much energy trying to connect the parent to the child. It's like an LSAT thing, like... Which mom belongs to the child with the blue shirt? And which dad is the divorced <laughs> of the woman with the red hair and sits next to the kid with the blue hair? So, yeah, I, <laughs> it's very hard to keep everything straight for me. And mostly I'm just trying to connect the parent to the kid. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I forgot to even think about her name. So I'll just write, like, you know, Laura's mom, Sophie's mom in my address <laughs> book. And I'm terrified that they're going to be like, 
like looking over my shoulder one day and be like, uh, the name's Laura. So what do you do, though? <laughs> like, what do you do when you go up to someone or worse? OK, so it's one thing because you can kind of avoid going up to someone. But yeah. like when they come up to you and you're like, what's your name? What's your name? You know what's what? your name? <laughs> well, first of all, there's this statute of limitations on being able to ask people, what's your name again? And I think that sucks. Like, I, <sighs> I wish that we could just do it forever because, you know, if it's like the first year with a new mom in your class or a new dad, you can you can ask them, you know, a few weeks into the school year. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tell me your name again. <laughs> After that, I'm like going through these crazy Mission Impossible style tactics. Like I'm going through all the emails that the, oh, that's the awesome. class sends out. And, the, and they're like listed like the kid's name with the last name. Right. Or, right, right. or the kid's name with the parent's email. So it'll be like Thalia. Was it Cool Mom Fix or something? That's the name. And so I go through and then I start like Googling the parents. Oh my God. I look them up on You're Facebook. like solving mysteries. I am because I don't want to have to be like, I'm sorry, what was your name again? It's awful. And you know what? For what it's worth, none of them can probably remember my name. I'm just like Thalia and Sage's mom. Well, so. meanwhile, our emails are easy. So like hat tip to all those people who A, have an email address that actually has their name. Like no more like sassy puppy or something weird because you're like you've been reading my daughter's (laughs) friend's email (laughs) (laughs) or those people out there that still share an email address with their spouse and so you're like okay your last name doesn't help me I know our five judgy (laughs) things I don't know why I just really I hate like Facebook pages where it's like Julie and Ben Cohen. I'm like, you know, you can have your own. They're free. Yes, they're totally free. <laughs> Emails are free. I understand a family email, though, for stuff like the kids. But I do, like you, have an issue when somebody's like, Guadalajara4612AB. I'm like, it's not your password, lady. It's your email. <laughs> yes. Okay, so look, people, when you're choosing an email, think about those other classroom parents, those other sports team parents who are desperately trying to remember your name, who might possibly be Googling you. And you know what I do is I always assume that nobody knows my name. I think that's the best thing. So when someone goes, hey, I'll go, hey, it's Liz. Like, so I go out of my way to reintroduce myself. Yes, as a cue, right? Yeah. And so that's probably really <laughs> insulting to people who are like, I know we've been in class together for six years. <laughs> but I would rather do that than make them feel uncomfortable. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm erring on the wrong side. I love side. that. I think that's a great idea. Do you come up with funny names for people? Like, I try to keep oh. it to, like, gymnastic class or... Oh, yeah. Didn't you have some story? where, like, you saw a guy's name for you on Tinder? Yes, okay, well, this is the lesson learned. Okay, find out people's names, because here's what happened to me. I was meeting this guy that I had just sort of interacted very briefly with on Tinder. A brief swipe right. Yes, a brief. I learned that. I learned that. Very good, Liz. Thank you. I feel with it. You're so 2013. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a compliment. I'll take it. So uh, we actually ended up having a business meeting. Like, Like, that's not a euphemism. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't have his number, okay? And so he's he was asking for my number. I forget how it worked. So I texted him, and it popped up on his phone, and it said, Hot Tinder Kristen. <laughs> At your business meeting? That's he was like, not the best oh. way to get off on a was like, business oh, relationship. I, I guess you're on my phone. And <laughs> I was like, surprise. Oh, so then I was like, okay, like, what do you say to that? Um Thanks. <laughs> that is so funny. So I want to know from you guys, do you do the same thing? Do you have an address book full of names like 
Bob, gymnastics father. Yes. <laughs> Hank, soccer coach. <laughs> yeah, let so us know. So I hope we're not the only ones. Let us know. Tweet us at Cool Mom Picks with the hashtag Spawn Show. Catch us on Facebook, or you can email us if you're a little embarrassed about it at spawned at coolmompicks.com. We get awesomely funny emails from you guys, and we would love to hear your stories. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to get your kids to help around the house, but first, we have a little word from our sponsor. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Amulet Books. Book three in the hilarious science-themed children's book series from Amulet Books, Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo. Get it? Frank Einstein. Nice. Yeah, clever. It's perfect for fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid and great for new chapter book readers looking for something funny and smart to read. We talked about it before. And, in fact, the New York Times bestselling team of John Sheska and Brian Biggs are behind it, creating a unique world of fun, integrating real science facts, and then there's adventure, humor, and, of course, robots, because robots are always cool. I can attest to the fact that my son, who's eight, liked Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and he's actually reading this book right now. Still reading it since last time. That's always a good sign, That's right? fantastic. Well, I think this series is great because it encourages middle grade readers, like your son, Kristen, yes. to question the way things work and how they, too, can experiment with science. There's so many cool, funny facts in this book. Where else are you going to learn that it's not possible to tickle yourself? Ah, I cannot believe that's true. Or there are 206 bones total in an adult human being which I know is the kind of fact that your son will love. Yes, absolutely. So pick up Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo by John Sheska and Brian Biggs, available from Amulet Books. Okay, so this is the admission of, like, bad mom stuff here. I am not really good at being consistent with kids and chores. My kids have some basic stuff they know they have to do, Mm -hmm. and I will admit it doesn't always get done. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, like something as simple as please put the bowl into the dishwasher, not on the sink above the dishwasher, (sighs) because then it's me doing your tour. Yeah. So, but it doesn't always happen. And sometimes I feel like it's just easier for me to just do it, right? We all do. And so my kids are getting a little too old for that. And I see the kinds of stuff your kids do, and I think (laughs) I need to get on it. I know, it's bad. They're good, helpful, lovely kids, but not so good with the consistency of chores. And so I really want help on how do you get your kids to do chores? Plus, indentured servitude is always a good thing. (laughs) Isn't that why we procreate? Number one, so that they can make us coffee or a mixed drink when they're older. And number two, so they can clean up the house. No, I'm I'm happy to help you because I am all about having my kids. So this is the Kristen's advice to me and the rest of the world who doesn't want to admit that they also have some issues with it. I still have issues with it too. But you know what? I think a lot of mine is just the consequence of having so many kids and being one person in my house is that I can't get everything done and and I do need them to chip in. Well, but, also four kids equals four messes. Yeah. So if it, they're not helping, you're basically Cinderella messes. cleaning up. All it's like stuff. so many pairs of underwear, Liz. Oh. So <laughs> many pairs of underwear. That's, That's all I have to say. Thought. It is. It is. And so, yes, they do have to help. And I think it's also important. We've talked about this before. Is like you're raising adults. And I think it's just a good habit to get into is to have your kids do the chores. And also the big question, too, is like, do you pay them? Yeah. I have been torn on that. I will tell you, I give well, okay. Here's another thing I'm bad at. I am so behind on giving my kids allowance. Oh, God. I don't think I've given it to them for like 10 months. And every so often they're like, Mom, you owe us $6,422. <laughs> 
I I don't think that's the right number. I love it. So I split it up in two ways. Okay. So I have daily responsibilities that my kids actually just don't get paid for. I figure it's like part of living in the house. And that's like clearing dishes, making bed. Yeah. I mean, they know to bring their dishes up. They know to put their shoes in the bin when they get in the house. My son empties the dishwasher every single day. Like that's his one thing that he does. Uh, My kids make their beds. But then we do something called a chore day. (gasps) Yes. Extra stuff. And so it's like bigger chores. That like involve washing toilets and cleaning floors. And you get your kids to wash toilets. Yes, they scrub the toilets, Liz. That's amazing. But you can find alternatives. And I think that's what's important is like finding stuff that your kids can do, but also that it's not like total drudgery. Like we do something called Swiffer dancing and I put the Swiffers on my kids' feet underneath it, like when they're wearing shoes. You do that? Yeah. It's like put, a YouTube put, video waiting I, to happen. I know. I put music on and then they Swiffer the floor. And What's actually, the best Swiffer? Do you like a Swiffer oh, music Boys. playlist? Beastie Boys. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Brass monkey shuffling across the floor. That's awesome. But I pay them. Okay. So I pay I them I want to talk to you day. about this because this is really controversial, right? I know. Some parents believe, Gosh. like if you Google allowance tied to chores. There's like 800 million <laughs> outrage posts where people are like fighting about this. This I is know. really controversial. Yeah, I get it. So you pay it. for chores. Not necessarily. So the daily responsibilities, mm-hmm. they just have to do. So like when I tell them to put their laundry away, they just do it. That's part of living in the house. But <laughs> look, I, you know, cleaning the toilets, trimming hedges, <laughs> like vacuuming the I still the can't floor. believe you get your kids to clean yeah, the toilets. That I, is You awesome. know what? I will pay them for it. And I make a list and they go off on their merry way. I actually have my two youngest girls, six and four. They work together. My son does his own thing. My oldest does their own thing. And they bring me the list. I check it off. And then I pay them like five, ten bucks. And then I realize by the time I'm done, I'm actually paying more than I would for a housekeeper. <laughs> you are like a well-oiled chore delegating machine, Kristen. Yes, That's I try. Awesome. I try. Because I've always kind of done the opposite. And okay. maybe it's not working. Because first of all, I forget to pay allowance. <laughs> Second of all, I forget to get them to do the chores. So obviously I'm failing Grossly in both departments. But, you know, I kind of always subscribe to that point of view that children should be doing things as part of the household because they are part of the household. Right. And not for monetary compensation. The yes. same way, like me as a mom, I pay the mortgage. Right, or right. I, you know, make sure the laundry gets done. If not by me, then someone else. You know, like <laughs> I, those are my I supervise I make doctor's the doing appointments. Of the laundry. Like we all have roles right. in our family. Okay. And I actually found an interview in New York Family, which is a great online magazine. It's an interview with Ron Lieber, who's oh, a finance okay. columnist for the New York Times. He's a dad. And he wrote a really good book called The Opposite of Spoiled. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Raising kids who are grounded, generous, and smart about I money. fascinated. Yeah. One of his points is if you had to think about like one of the worst things your kid could be called, it would be spoiled. Like that's yes, kind of awful, right? That's the hot button one for and sure. So, so he really comes down strongly on paying allowance that's linked to chores but that you should use it as a way to teach children about finances. So he says that money and work should be separate, that kids should understand that work around the house is just something we do and we don't get compensated for it, just like parents aren't compensated. So, you know, the way he has the conversation is we're giving you this money because we think you're old enough to learn to use money wisely. And I want you to learn to make good decisions about what you want to spend it on. So the whole thing is a lesson in financial management, which is separate from you need to do chores around the house. So anyway, I like that idea in theory, but it's totally not working for me because I'm not paying uh, and I'm not getting anything done. Okay, well, I don't necessarily... 
necessarily agree with like paying kids for everything. Like mm-hmm. you make your bed, like well you sleep in it, like you should. But I feel like if they're going above and beyond, like if they're doing like a, they're washing your car, I don't so know. it's a reward. It's a reward. It's like I mean I get paid to do work. Like why can't they get paid? Okay, to do so work? let me ask you questions because I hear that a lot. Yeah, tons of financial experts say the exact same thing you do. Yeah. So they're like, well, we get paid for work. So it's kind of like a lesson in capitalism. If you do work, then you get paid. Right. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. says he calls it a commission. So he says, yeah, he says, start paying them a commission for chores they do around the house, typically $1 per completed chore. And then he says, do not give them allowance. You don't want to have the kind of kids who think money grows on trees. I don't know. I just, yeah. that bothers me. Personally, I feel like I want my kids to feel like they should contribute because they're members of the household, not because they're going to get money for it. Then how do you explain the money, though? Like, how do you explain, like, why they're getting $5? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you explain? Here, I'm giving because you $5 you, well, what because... What he said is because you're old enough to learn how to use money wisely. I want you to make good decisions. I want you to think about what well, I say to my kids. Like, I want you to think about what charity you want to give some money to at the end of the year and save some of this. I want you to think about what big things you want to spend your money on. Like, I remember my daughter getting, you know, $20 or something for her birthday. She blew it all at once in one place. <laughs> American Girl, unlike terrible hair accessories that of she course, thought she could wear for the herself. $4,000 hair accessories. And then my other daughter didn't. And then the younger one, you know, later wanted to get something at the toy store and didn't have that $20. So it was a really good lesson. Like, well, you spent okay, it all at once. Okay. So there can be the whole financial management discussion sure. with kids that's separate from the you need to do chores around the house because okay. I expect you to and I'm the mother, damn it. Well, oh. <laughs> well, here's the only way that I would agree agree to that yeah um, is that then they're responsible for actually buying stuff I like the idea of being able to say if you want that you can use your own money so would you let your kids use their own money to buy like pop tarts well that's the other problem right <laughs> it's like my son the smarty pants it will come at Costco with a gigantic the size of him bag of gummy bears and be like well I'm gonna use my own money and so you know what my rule is and then that may conflate with yes! your other rule about ah! like not buying eight pounds of gummy bears why did I have children <laughs> <laughs> so many decisions to make well you know what I do Wasn't with that life easier when like we were just like which pair of shoes should I buy I know where should I go to brunch <laughs> um, you know what what I do in that situation is yeah. that he purchases it, but then I distribute it. So I am the keeper oh, of you're the good. gigantic bag of because gummy bears. I would be like, he purchases it, I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that might happen. I like the idea of tying allowance to jobs if we want to go into the whole, like, learn to be a capitalist kid. Right, right sure. Why not? Um, but maybe I think the issue for me is I'm not looking at chores as jobs. I'm looking at them as household responsibilities. So maybe it's a way of finding jobs for my kids that's that great. feel more like jobs. I think that's a great point. We just came up with this now. I know. Well, actually, like Drew this. does help me do some data entry. <laughs> you didn't know this. There you go. That's <laughs> cool mom picks. Are you serious? That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's helped me, like, with when we've done contests Wait, stuff. He's but, eight and he's doing data yes, entry. That's yes, awesome. Yes, but you know what else? Can I hire him? <laughs> yeah, we, we might need to hire him on a more frequent basis. The other thing that I find that I need to do, and, uh-huh. and I think you too, is also to create the need for money. You know? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, my kids get what they need and probably more than that. And I think at some point, and I'm going to start doing this, is that 
I need to create a more of a need. I and think so that's when a we really go good out point. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's blah. how capitalism works, right? Supply and demand. Yeah. So if there's no demand, <laughs> yeah. you know, if they don't need anything. So if my kids want to buy apps and video games and American Girl doll accessories with their money, that no longer becomes like a me thing. Yeah. Here's the other issue, though. When you have eight zillion relatives who are like sending them stuff for birthdays and Valentine's Day and whatever, less need, right? Yeah. So maybe I and need also, to put the kibosh on that. I know. Like, can you guys give money for their college fund or something like that? We you know, know it's we not do as that. awesome. No, nope, we do that. That's yeah. our number one most requested gift for their birthday is like, even if it's $5, I want money for their college fund. I love that. Well, and look, we have chore charts. There's all sorts of things. The marble jar, the infamous marble jar is yeah, also you have, a great you always way. do really good ideas on so our So we'll site. link all those up on the podcast page. But I think definitely it's creating a need, figuring out like some sort of plan. And you know what? Like just like so much of parenting is just like you got to try it. And if it flops, then try something else. I like that. Well, like I said, I'm good at the ideas not so good at the execution. I'm going to follow through. I want to try a few different things and I'll write about it. We'll see how it goes. Well, we'd love to hear from listeners too. What chores do your kids do? You know, are they cleaning the toilets at four years old? I want to know. I think Kristen's (laughs) ahead of the game on that one. And you know what? Do you give your kids an allowance? Do you do a commission? Do you just throw dollar dollar bills? (laughs) And I want to know if you have a cleaning the house playlist. I would love to do a post on people's cleaning the house playlist. So if you guys have awesome music that your kids like to clean to, send those to us. Yeah, you can tweet us at Cool Mom Picks, use the hashtag Spawn Show, visit our Facebook page, or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. And now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Yay, I love this part. Okay, so you know we love supporting small companies and small businesses. Yes. And that includes food from like smaller companies that are doing cool artisanal stuff. And Brooklyn happens to be like ground zero for that right now. This is a local pick. It's in Brooklyn. But since so many people visit New York City on vacation every year, I still think this is like a great pick. I have no idea why it took me four years to discover (laughs) it, but this is amazing. It's called Smorgasburg. What? Like Smorgasbord, (laughs) which is like a buffet, meets Williamsburg. What it is is this huge open-air market that has like 100 or more local and regional food vendors. Everything from milk truck, which holy you know what? It's like the best homemade mac and cheese ever. So like people that do like crazy homemade ice creams or like gluten-free donuts or just the most amazing, amazing stuff. And if you guys are in Brooklyn, if you're in Manhattan and scared to cross a bridge, I'm telling you, this is a really good reason to do it. And if you're visiting New York City, go there. It's on Saturdays. It's usually at East River State Park on the Williamsburg waterfront. It's moving around a bit. But if you go to smorgasburg.com and look at their site, you can learn all about it. It is so fun to take your kids. You can try all different new foods. You'll have to deal with some lines, but it's awesome. It's just like a great way to find cool new stuff, support small indie purveyors that make amazing things, and just basically eat your way through the day. And a nice off-the-beaten-path kind of thing to do in New York. It's a really cool thing to do in New York. Like, all the big fancy restaurants, totally overrated. (laughs) So that's my pick of the week. How about you? Well, I have something that you could bring to Smorgasburg. Money? No. Well, yeah, that, apparently. (laughs) But my pick, you're going to laugh at this. Are you ready? It's the Minion Paper Towels from Bounty. What? (laughs) Okay. Are you serious? Yes. And you know why? I don't. It's because my children don't waste them because they don't want to use 
the minions. <laughs> so what are they cleaning stuff it's, with? No, like their hands, no, their clothes? They're using dish towels now to wipe their hands. They're using like towels and sponges <gasps> to clean up their messes because Wait. they don't want to get the minions dirty. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. So you are buying paper towels with the express purpose yes. of not using them. Yeah, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought I was just being the cool mom and getting the minion paper towels. I have to say, I have this like crazy <laughs> anal thing about white paper towels. I can only have white what? paper towels in the house. The what? patterns make me like all That's twitchy. So funny. You know that woman who used to get <laughs> seizures when she heard Mary Hart's voice? I get seizures no. when I see like printed paper towels. Okay, well hold your, <laughs> take your headphones off. You know, I just bought them to be cool and as it turns out, I kept wondering, I'm like I am not going through paper towels. Like what's going on? And meanwhile, because they have like the cute little minion and their name and they're like, I don't want to use Kevin to clean up my milk spill. No! Yeah! So it's like I'm eco-friendly because I really hate to use That's paper towels. That's the funniest thing. But I can't survive. Mama four can't survive without paper towels, but get them. They're by Bounty. We're not sponsored by them. I just discovered them and they're so hilarious. And hey, maybe they'll save you a little money because your kids won't your kids won't them. actually use them. <laughs> that is the funniest thing ever. I love your pick. So guys, if you've got cool picks you want to tell us about, hey, they might end up on our website or on the show. You can tweet us at Cool Mom Picks. That's P-I-C-K-S with a hashtag Spawn Show. Visit our Facebook page or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. We really love hearing from you. Seriously, it makes our day. We see every email you guys send us and every tweet. It's awesome. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Spawned with Kristen and Liz. Brought to you by Minion Paper Towel. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. <laughs> Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. We would love to hear what you think about the show. You can use the hashtag Show on Twitter, Facebook, or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. Or you can send us letters, as Liz keeps calling them. Have you been watching videos and listening to cassettes, Liz? I am. My Betamax <laughs> is getting a lot of use this week. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe to Spawned on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Happy 1983, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spawned. This is Kristen. This is Liz. Have a great day. Have a great day.